1: Being a chef
2: means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
2: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.
0: With Jason McIntyre.
6: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Friday, September 3rd. College football is here. Week 1 is underway. Had a good game last night. Ohio State struggling for a bit. uh, You know, about two and a half quarters, maybe two and a third quarters. uh, Against Minnesota before pulling away. Uh, We'll get to a little college football recap in a minute. I do want to tease our guest today. He's great. Uh, I had never interviewed him before or talked to him before. Brad Powers of Brad Powers Sports. He's a big college football gambler. Used to work with RJ Bell at pregame.com. He used to work with um, Phil Steele. Like he's been around the block. So we'll get to that. You guys will like the interview. Uh, Real quick, just wanted to briefly know a little disappointed in Team USA Soccer. Went down to El Salvador tied El Salvador 0-0 kind of a listless performance. I know it's tough to win on the road in CONCACAF uh World Cup qualifying, but like after the disaster that was qualifying for the last World Cup and missing the last World Cup, um I'm like there's no room for error here. We can't be screwing around. Like I know they really struggled on the road leading up to the last World Cup and qualifying. Um I listen, you got a point at least against El Salvador, but El Salvador's not very good. I know it's a hostile environment. There's guards with, like, like riot police guards at every corner kick set up if you watch it. A little hostile. So they got the tie. Listen, no room for error Sunday. You, you got to beat Canada at home, okay? You, you got to beat them. That's got to be three. Now, Pulisic is expected back, and now I've done too long on soccer. Let's, um, but actually, you know what? I want to quickly just talk one quick word about Ohio State, um, defensively, they did not look good. Um, Minnesota really moved the football at will, I thought. Minnesota ran all over them until their running back suffered what looked like an Achilles injury. The kid, Abraham, really nice player, man. That was a bummer. You could, like, slow-mo the video. Um, it looked like a popped Achilles, which is a bummer. He's a senior. Guy had monster year last year, 15 touchdowns, and he gashed Ohio State. Buck 60, uh, two TDs. Like, he kept them in the game. Uh, And then when he went out, they, like, didn't have much offense. But um, C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, he looked all right. I know if you just look at the stats, oh, C.J. Stroud was amazing. Four touchdowns, 294 yards, like, slow down, okay? Three of those touchdowns, super-duper wide-open receivers. Olave and Wilson are probably first-rounders. And then he essentially threw a screen to Henderson, the freshman, who took it 70 yards to the house. So I'm not going to say Stroud is nothing. Um, but I will say, like, first start on the road, not an easy one. Um, next week against Oregon, a little tougher. That's going to be a tougher uh, situation. Oregon defense is much better than Minnesota. Uh, but it was good. It's, listen, it's good to have college football back. All right. Let's get to Brad Powers of com. You know, a guy.
1: Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want, but for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
6: All right, let's bring on to straight fire a college football guru. I've known his work forever because he's worked with R.J. Bell. Uh, and now he has basically his own shop, Brad Powers Brad Powers. Brad, how are you, man?
3: Excellent. Thanks for having yeah. me on.
6: I mean, listen, week zero college football, eh, not that exciting. I'm sure you were, uh, you know, heavily watching uh, UCLA Hawaii, right? But this one, week one has like as good of a slate as I've seen in a long time.
3: Oh, there's no question. I mean, I know everyone in today's day and age, recency bias, and everyone wants to hype everything up. This is legitimately the best week one slate we've ever seen in college wow. football. Starts I mean, with, it, sorry, go keep
6: going. You know, go ahead.
3: Oh, I mean, starts with Georgia Clemson. That's yeah. as good as a week one game as we've ever seen, two top five teams. But it's just not that. I mean, you looked at the ranked-on-ranked ranked matchups, Penn State, Wisconsin, LSU, UCLA, yeah. just go right down. I mean, it's as deep as we've ever seen in a season-opening week.
6: You know and and it's it feels like it's needed because I don't know about you Brad last year but I wasn't as heavy on gambling on college football. It's just it was like a weird season, games canceled and you know t- teams playing like four, five, six games. It, I just wasn't that into it, but I'm like super locked in for week 1 here. I, it feels like it's needed to bounce back for college football.
3: It's definitely needed. I mean, what's makes college football unique and great is the atmospheres Mm. i mean you get you know the the fan support is almost similar to european soccer i mean it's just it's it's different than any other sport that we have in america but you know i'll I'll say as a fan it it was different as a better last year i mean i loved it because i mean if you can get on top of information (laughs) before the market and half the t- half the teams out uh, because of COVID. I mean, it, it it was a very profitable year. I'll just put it that way.
6: So, information is is a key word there. So, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Obviously, you've got connections at a lot of places. But with the advent of Twitter uh, becoming so omnipresent, I mean. Do you find yourself just locked onto a computer like 12 hours a day during the week waiting for news or are you more plugged into the point where you're texting people? Hey, what are you hearing? And trying to get in on moves before the lines move.
3: It's all the above. So, I mean, I trust my own numbers first. When, Mm -hmm. When I'm betting opening numbers, it's just about my numbers compared to the bookmakers and then throughout the course of the week, it's getting that information. So it's all the above. I mean, it's locked into people that, that have inside info that wasn't the case 10 years ago when I started, but now, I mean, I'm more of a known commodity. People reach out to me and then, you know, it's reading Twitter, believe it or not. I know Twitter's, you know, can be mainly negative. I think it's a great positive as far as if you're following the beat writers for the teams uh, and you're getting that information, I mean, you can beat the market on a lot of this stuff, but Mm. I mean, the downfall is it's not great for your health to look at a computer screen, 16 hours a day, (laughs) four months straight, but uh, you know, it is, it's all about making money.
6: Health, relationships, uh, kids, all that fun stuff. Uh, Let's start with one of the lines that I feel like, listen, you watch them closer than I have, but since it opened, Notre Dame FSU feels like it's moved more than any other game on the board. Is that accurate?
3: Well, it depends on what the opener was. I mean, there's some ones that what I call soft openers, that they moved like more than a touchdown. Uh, but if you're talking when most people were able to bet, yeah, I mean, certainly it's moved three, four points. And obviously the money's come in on Florida State. I mean, it's yeah. down to seven now, which is obviously a very key number in football. All the money's come in on Florida State. I got to tell you, I mean, I did bet Florida State when that line got oh, to wow. its high, highest point at 10 and a half. But I'm all about numbers, and if it drops off a seven, I'm firing, and firing a lot on Notre Dame. I think there's too much negativity about Notre Dame right now just because they're an inexperienced team. There's still way more talent in Florida State. And Florida state, I just think has way more question marks than the Irish do.
6: And obviously the coach, Brian Kelly, I don't know where you are on him. I still think he's a pretty good coach. Uh, if you could get a middle on that, wow. I mean, six and a half Notre Dame and ten and a half Florida state, that could be a very, very good start to your season. Any, any chance you think it touches six and a half?
3: Uh, well, I already got a middle cause I bet six at, at, mm. at a place in May on Notre Dame. I thought they're way too wow. light. And then I took it back like a month later. I thought, uh, uh, a book was way too high on the game at 10 and a half. So I'm already looking the middle, but I'm looking to really want to take a position on Notre Dame. And I think it might happen. And here's why, uh, you know, when it comes to, it's a Sunday game isolated. Yes. I think when people see that seven, seven and a half or whatever, the public's going to want to bet Florida state, they're going to read all oh, Notre Dame only returns nine starters. I think the public is going to be on the underdog, a rare time where they're mm. going to be on the dog. So I think we might see a six and a half.
6: It's interesting. You say only nine starters. I look at Alabama and Brad, uh, you know, they're in a big game this weekend against Miami. They lost basically what five guys to the first round of the draft. They lost five coaches. I think, I mean, you know, Notre Dame only returns nine. What about Alabama? Do, do we hold them to the same standard or does it not matter? Cause all they get is five star superstars.
3: It doesn't matter. I mean, when you sign the, <laughs> arguably the greatest recruiting class we've ever seen, I mean, seven, five stars they are bringing in. I mean, most teams don't sign seven, five stars in a 10 year period. Notre wow. Dame's one of those teams. So uh, Alabama is different as long as Nick Saban's there and they're bringing in recruiting classes and, and keep in mind, you also have to look at it historically. Notre, i mean alabama is a is a program that usually only returns 11 12 starters on average each and every year ever since you know that they've been losing guys in the nfl draft year after year it's just more of the same with bama i i mean i still have number one
6: yeah i mean it makes sense and uh, the numbers seems to keep moving up i did take a small position on the under um i don't yeah. know do you have anything on that on uh, 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 alabama yeah. miami
3: Under is one of my favorite totals of the week. I I have Uh a lot of position on the under. So, and and here's my thought process is when you break down each group, so you're looking offense, defense for both teams, all four to me scream under. Uh, Offense for Alabama, if they are going to start slow, it's going to be on the offense side of the ball. New quarterback, new running back, lose their, you know, their top two wide receivers, and more importantly, Four new assistant coaches. And look, regardless of your thoughts on Bill O'Brien and whatnot, I do think at least early on, he is a step down from Steve Sarkeesian as far as a play caller. So down on Alabama's offense, up on Alabama's defense, I think they got their best defense in the last three, four years. In fact, eight returning starters on that Alabama Mm -hmm. defense, that's the most they've had on that side of the ball in 10 years coming into a season. So, they'll be one of the best, if not the best, defense in the country.
6: But wait, l- let me ask real quick. This yeah. is a defense that got shredded last year at times. Uh, the kid at uh, Ole Miss just moved the football yep. on him with, with ease. Um, I don't know how I feel about Miami being to, being able to move the football that easily. But, like, they return a lot of guys. But w- would you say they were great last year or just, like, no, above I mean, average?
3: No, it was uh, below average for Alabama okay. standards. But keep in mind, they're also running a different style. I mean, it's not – they're not running as much. I mean, they're perfectly fine. You know, having a team score twenty, twenty five per game on them. Why? Because their offense yeah. instead of ten years ago is scoring ten more points per game on average. So I you know, it probably doesn't set <laughs> Nick Saban's not always happy, probably, but it's just the game has changed where I mean Alabama offensively is just scoring more, so they can yeah. allow a little bit more on defense.
6: So I just want to clarify for people a lot of people are gonna hear this this morning. Uh they're gonna say, Oh, I got a pound Alabama Miami under sixty one. Brad, you know, this number's been out there for a while because yeah. these week one games have been out. I got 62 and a half, I think, two weeks ago. And then it's a 62, now 61. So do you do your numbers still say, hey, there's an edge on Alabama 61 under?
3: It's a lean. I mean, I got 65 and a half. I oh, jeez. You know, people. that's the problem with week one. I mean, everyone gets excited for the season. Oh, I want to bet. I want to bet. I want to bet. But the reality is these numbers have been out for two months. Guys like myself have been betting into this consistently for for, for two months straight. And and people are asking me, oh, what's your best bet? This and that. Well, I got a lot of best bets in pocket, but (laughs) I bet them two months ago. Yeah. So, I mean, here's what you should be betting now. Uh, Late breaking injury news, weather news. And then if you got a position on a team and, and the beauty of today's day and age, is you can live bet, and and if you're just dead wrong about a team, get off your pre-flop position and and, and in-game live bet. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing. It's just That's the only added bets that I get, weather, injury, and in-game. That's it. There's really nothing on the board I'd bet right now big.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Okay,
6: UCLA, LSU. uh, I'm out here in Southern California. I know a lot of UCLA grads. I've asked at least 15 of them. Hey, you going to the game this weekend? They're like, who are we playing? (laughs) And I'm just saying, Brad, like, it's a four-day weekend out here in L.A. because the kids are out of school. So a lot of people going out of town. I, I know that LSU had to deal with, obviously, Hurricane Ida, but it, my sense is this is going to be a pro-LSU crowd.
3: Yeah, oh, I would – I would if it wasn't for the hurricane, I mean, I, I would lay minus 500 <laughs> that LSU would have a crowd advantage. I mean, look how pathetic and feeble the crowd was last week for UCLA. <laughs> and people gave me all these excuses, their stuff to do in L.A., this and that. All their excuses basically told me why it shouldn't have been a sellout, why there shouldn't have been 60 or 70,000 in that stadium. Did you look at the aerial footage? There wasn't even 10,000 people in that stadium. I mean, it's pathetic. So this is an interesting game. A lot of people ask me about this one. I I mean, it's a high variance game to me. I can tell you the professional side is definitely UCLA. They they bet UCLA plus four and a half, plus four, plus three and a half earlier this week. But this is one where I could see where Joe Public might be right. I mean, LSU is still way more talented. They'll have the crowd edge. That number actually looks a little cheap to me, LSU minus three. Mm. I might talk myself into it, honestly.
6: If it hits three, it's definitely an LSU play for you, right?
3: Yeah, it is. I, I'm just wondering. So,
6: Brad, these numbers have been out for, you said, two months uh, in the desert. And I guess it's some of the offshore books. Uh, but I, I do wonder, once you know this week is done, do you historically lay most of your bets Sunday and then Monday before – all the money starts to flow in or uh, talk me through your strategy for like going forward this season.
3: Oh, I do. I mean, most of my bets are are, are Sunday morning. Uh, so there's a place called Circa in Vegas Yeah, and they have reasonable limits. I mean, you can get two dimes down at 11 a.m. Morning Pacific time on a Sunday morning. I know people at that time, well, oh, let's, you know, I'm watching, the NFL, I'm watching 1 the NFL games, but I'm betting college football and, and I'll make 15, 20 bets. Uh, at eleven, and you got to do it within five minutes, or those numbers get bet up. But that's kind of been a new uh, thing that's been around the last couple of years. And I- I'll tell you, it, it probably represents seventy percent of my overall betting for the entire week is made between eleven a.m. Pacific time and eleven o five on a Sunday morning.
6: Okay, so the counter to that is, well, wait, Brad. There's is the COVID stuff this yeah. year there was the COVID stuff last year do you really feel confident putting down a thousand dollars on a game on a sunday morning when so much shit could go haywire with the COVID?
3: i do i mean it was the case last year and i had my best betting year ever so i mean <laughs> against those numbers <laughs> wow. i made. wow well, you know, that's a good <laughs> i keep track because i mean look there was a concern and i'm not saying that every bet i made was great but a majority of them were and you know, I always look at, you know, teams that are kind of struggling with COVID the week prior, and, and I kind of faded that. Oh, I'm not sure that it's going to necessarily be better this mm-hmm. week for them. So, I mean, it was different, but uh, I <laughs> I got to look at my results. It wasn't like, oh, I had a great year. I bet 20 games and went 12 and 8. No, I bet like 200 <laughs> games oh, and hit 60%. So, I, I'm all in on betting early. It's it's me versus the bookmaker, and it's not like me betting later in the week when it's me versus the entire world, the entire market, and I'm laying yeah. a box of money. I, I'd rather me versus them. I'm going to beat you. I just that's my thought process.
6: Uh, all right. So if you don't mind, and I don't, uh, you know, let's look quickly at week two. So right. So week one's going to be done Sunday morning. Uh, if you're in Vegas or if you're shopping online, some lines will be up. Oregon, Ohio State. Was there? That's obviously one of the marquee games of this the month, maybe yeah. the season. Um. There, I had heard somebody try to talk me into, hey, you know what? Ohio State's going to kind of soft pedal it against Minnesota. That's why the, everybody's betting Minnesota. Ohio State's focused on Oregon next week. Are you buying that? And what numbers are you seeing? Or what was the the preseason number on this game?
3: It was anywhere between 10 and 13 on the Buckeyes. I thought a fair number. It's, it's one that I didn't bet uh, as far as Ohio State favorite over Oregon. They deserve to be double-digit favorites. I can tell you that. And I would lean that Buckeye way uh, up until minus 14. I'm hearing similar thoughts on the Ohio state Minnesota game. uh, But, but I just think the talent gap is so wide between the two. I, if Ohio state's going to slow play it, uh, I prefer the under and the under under in that game uh, tonight on Thursday was my preference uh, in, in that instead of betting Ohio state or Minnesota. I mean, we'll see the ducks have been banged up. I mean, they've lost three guys since the spring on the defense side of the ball. So Again, I would lean Ohio state, anything under two touchdowns. And that's where I expected to fall somewhere between 11 and 13 and a half.
0: Uh,
6: The other big game is Iowa versus Iowa state. It seems like that game's always close, always some weird shenanigans happening. Um, Any lean there or interest? A lot of people like Iowa state this year. I feels a little (laughs) overblown to me, but I don't know.
3: Uh, I'm with you on that. I look, I love Matt Campbell. I've been betting Iowa state a lot the last three, four years. I'm not betting them this year. I think they're overpriced. I, i i'll tell you what one thing i want to attack the line's not up yet uh northern iowa against iowa state i want northern iowa so bad it's going to be a big number northern iowa plays great defense iowa state usually starts the season off slow they're not going to show their full hand with iowa on deck northern hmm. iowa's a really good bet and i also bet iowa already against iowa state i got seven
6: so you're and, fading matt campbell huh
3: i'm fading matt Campbell. fading now brock purdy iowa, they got a great team. I mean, I got him power rated in my top 10. That's the highest I've ever had him in my power ratings. But, I mean, how do they handle expectations? And Brock Purdy's been there forever. But he's not necessarily, you know, getting better and better. He's yeah. what he is. He's a solid, good college quarterback. But, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not a five-star.
6: Yeah. I was drinking the NFL Kool-Aid on him last year, and then you watch him, and you're like, oh, I don't know. This guy. Uh, let's wrap up with the uh, Texas Longhorns. I got uh, some buddies who are headed to Texas this weekend uh, for, for their opener. And next week, you know, it, it's tough to bet. I, like, I don't know what to make of Texas this year. We had Preston Johnson on uh, last week, and he's extremely bullish on Sark and Texas. Do you have any read on the Longhorns this year and, and early in the season?
3: Oh, I've been mixed. I mean, to me, it's all about numbers. I, I mean, I thought that one casino was a little too low on Texas. I bet them like over five conference wins, or no, it's four and a half conference wins. And I thought they're going to win at least five games in the Big 12 this year. It's not like, a, like they're going to have a losing record. So yeah. I bet them over there. I do think Stark's an upgrade as far as recruiting and also offensive play calling. But offense wasn't the issue for Texas last year. I mean, they average over 40 points per game. Yeah. Uh, Hudson card will be fine at quarterback. It's a really interesting start of the season because they got two really tough games. I mean, they're going to be favored in both obviously eight uh, against Louisiana and four next week at Arkansas, which is going to be a tough game. Uh, But right now I'd actually bet them against Louisiana. I think Louisiana is too much of a public dog and and that number's cheap to me. I I got, yeah, I love Louisiana. Wanted to bet them in that game. Well, I did bet them 14 and a half. Now it's down to eight. Uh, That opened to 14 and a half this summer. Yeah, bet online did 14 and a half. Can you believe that? Okay, and so it's not uh, like Brad, I bet 5 grand They only let me bet 500, but yeah. I mean, I'll say So take wait, it's so amazing. so Brad, it's not hold money, but it's close.
6: How can they How can bet online open up? Uh, and I know their guy. I think I follow him on Twitter. I forget his name. He, he's been around the block for a while. But they open at 14 and a half. Was that like market wide or no?
3: No, it wasn't. my. I can't believe they did it because that line had been out at, at like certain places like the South Point in Vegas right around. It was right around 10. And I thought that was a fair number. And they opened at 14 and a half. I, I wow. just, kudos to them. They took a position, but I'm glad they did. I took my position. Yeah. I, bet, I said, hey, your number is wrong. I took the 14 and a half.
6: Wow. Uh, all right. I'll wrap up with this, Brad. It's one of these questions that keeps coming up in the gambling industry, like, you know, being banned from casinos and not being allowed to bet. Um, a, has that kind of happened to you and B, like, where are you on that? Do you, I know that you mentioned circa and, um, their guys will let anybody bet any number. They just will take any, any bag, um, that someone wants to drop on the table, but a lot of other places aren't operating like that. I'm curious as to your thoughts on this.
3: Oh, wow. I got mixed feelings. I mean, I get why everyone, you know, bitches and complains about it. Uh, but if you had a leak in your business and said, Hey man, I'm losing money from this little sex, the sector in my business, would not you want to eliminate that? I mean, so I, I see why that they're doing it. Uh, I am not greedy. So I am what I am. I'm very cautious. I try and I try not to use my player's card, you know, books that I think are really soft. I try not to, I, I try to stay in the game as long as possible. Let's put it that way. I've been limited. Uh, I've been, you know, monitored where, you know, <laughs> they, even if it's a really small bet, like 200, 500 bucks, they're going to move it. Big time on me after. Okay, but hold
6: on. Time out. Uh, Brad, hold on. 200 or 500 bucks. What do they care about 200 or 500 bucks when they're taking in thousands and thousands of dollars? Like, why does that matter to them? That's what I can't grasp. And have you asked any of them, dude, why do you give a shit about my $200 bet when other people make it $5,000?
3: And learn something about it. But I I just, I mean, I'm mixed because I mean, I'm pretty cutthroat with with, with my money. (laughs) But I, yeah, I, I don't like the practice, to be honest with you. Obviously, I like the way Circa is doing business. Anybody come in and make a bet. Here's the number. You bet in the number. We'll move it after you bet it. Here's your posted limit. You know what you're going to be able to bet before. I mean, I, if you're asking me what I prefer, I prefer their model over uh, the, yeah. everybody else's model. But I'm here to tell you, uh, the other people's models, the DraftKings and everybody else that's out there in the marketplace That's that's where we're going as a market. Uh, We're not Mm. going the circle way. I can tell you
6: that it's it's a little disappointing um, just because you mentioned the word greedy. And isn't that what the casinos are being when they're limiting like a handful of people from large bets when they've got thousands of people betting and losing?
3: Yeah, I think so. And look, I would if I was running a sports book, I, I'd let pretty much anybody bet. I wouldn't let everybody You're bet.
6: turning a profit either way, right? It doesn't matter what this guy's doing with his bet. I mean, they're winning every month, every week, are yeah. they not? I mean, there's like three. I love it. Like three weeks out of the year, the public cleans up in the NFL. And there's this big, oh, the public crushed the casinos. Three weeks out of what, 15, 20? Yep. If you include the playoffs, <laughs> like, come on, who gives a shit, Brad? Like, I, I, it just gets me annoyed. I don't know.
3: It does. I mean, I would like say, I, you know, I'm booking Brad powers. Hey man, you can make a bet on anything you want, but I mean, you're not going to be, I wouldn't allow a guy like myself to bet 10 grand. I could tell you that. I, I mean, I would give, Hey, what do you think a fair bet is a thousand, two thousand, five hundred, whatever it is. I would allow you to bet that. But I mean, the, the thing that I really bothers me, I mean, there's some people getting limited to like two bucks, 50 bucks on an NFL side. I mean, forget banning. I mean, it's, What's the point of that (laughs) Then get limited to 50 bucks on a bet? Yeah.
6: So, I mean, again, okay. So how many you say, let's say they say, Brad, no more bets of 10,000. We'll only let you do $5,000 bets. I mean, Brad, how many people are making bets in the sports casino to the times, the amount of what your $5,000 bet is. I don't know. 20,
1: I mean, oh, what do least, you what's your guess? I would
6: say yeah, at least. least. So yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't add up to me why they're trying to do this, but I guess this is the way the industry's going. Uh, I guess one more bit pivoting off that. Sorry to take up too much time here, but you know, where are you on the whole growth of gambling and the gambling gold rush? Like again, you've been doing this for ten years. I've been, you know, gambling and talking about gambling at Fox for about five years now. And it just seems like the industry is just saturated. You got a lot of um <laughs> Let's just say people. I don't want to single out any women or or, or young men, but it, it's just a lot of new people, and everybody has a voice, and they claim they're a lock in this game and that. And I don't, should, At some point, should we start keeping track of how people are doing, or does it not matter? Or is it just like, hey, caveat tour man. If you're not going to do your homework, you're screwing yourself.
3: Uh, we could probably do a whole three-hour <laughs> podcast on this or maybe even a series. Uh I like legalization. I'll put it that out there. Yeah. Generally speaking, I like it. What I don't like is, you know, what's become popular in the industry. And it's within a couple year period, it's already, I mean, if you're asking me, of the, there's 10 betting podcasts or whatever out there, 10 betting shows, you know, what, out of those 10, how many are useful to me? Maybe one. I mean, it's just, you, you use the word saturation. I mean, it's oversaturated at this point. But
2: I, it's if still you do early, good Brad, work. I, I...
3: And look, I'll say this, I'll put some of the blame on the consumer. Be better. They're dumb. Demand better information. And I'm not talking just picks record, just Demand better information. You know, maybe that one bet that somebody offered lost, but look at the long-term results. D- demand better as a consumer. If you want the industry to be better, demand it for yourself and not, you know, fall for. Yeah. Uh, I'll get myself in trouble with this. I mean, the, you know, regardless that the guy, whether it's a guy, you know, screaming locks or it's a girl in a, you know, looks great in a bikini. Demand better than that. In my
6: yeah. Opinion. I mean, it's like, do you do that with your stock stock picks? You know, do you just see some guy, some random dude on social media talking about stock picks, and then uh, blindly tail that ass clown, not even knowing like what he's done historically, just because he's shouting from the rooftops about a stock?
3: Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I still get people's information, paid for, it, but I don't hold them to it. I just want I want information, and, and then I make the bet myself. I mean. I have to go on my phone and, and literally make the bet. And if it loses, if I blindly tail a guy, which never happens, it never happened even never. ten years ago uh, from me. Yeah. I mean, that's my responsibility. I don't blame the person I got it from. But uh, as a, as a consumer, I I still gather as much information as I can. I'm yeah. not. I'm never blindly betting anybody. I don't no, care no. how good you are. Well, I mean, again,
6: this the uh, the Eastern Washington UNLV. To bring it back to that, it, I'm on a text chain with some guys who gamble. Uh, two of them were based in Vegas, and they were like, "Hey, Jay, th- you got to get on this." And I was like, "All right." I, and it wasn't like totally blind because I did Google and read a little bit, but I, you know, they were—they don't just send out a spam out. Hey, here's ten picks a weekend. Here's fifteen. You know, it's just like this is the game. This is the one. And I was like, "All right." So I looked into it, and now that I asked you, and the confirmation is there because I'm going to go ahead and guess, Brad. If you do radio and podcast all week, you may not get asked about that game once.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it wasn't UNLV, I would not never get asked about that game. <laughs> I will because it's the local team and I'm here in Vegas.
6: Yeah, yeah. All right, bradpowersports.com. He's got a lot of good information. Clearly knows his stuff on college football. Uh, thanks a lot, Brad. Hey, good luck, obviously, this week and uh, next week and throughout the season.
1: Hey, it was great talking with you. Thanks for having me on. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
6: my favorite icon.
7: Aw, Joseph!
6: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurow Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: making money while you do it.
1: Here's your best
0: bet.
6: Good stuff from Brad Powers and um, I think I think what we're gonna do uh, every Friday is a hodgepodge of college football and NFL picks. I don't know if we'll roll them together and track the best bet or separate them. Um, but I have bet and, and it's funny, I, I like this saying, don't tell me what you think. Tell me what's in your portfolio. So here are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games that I bet this weekend. Um, Brad Power said something interesting. Like I don't just bite anything blindly. Um, I will hear from some people that I very much trust, who I know are in the professional gambling space, and they're going to say, "Listen, I'm on this, uh, and I will just take it." Not often, and I'm not putting like big, big four figure, uh, four figures on these random games that I know nothing about. Um, so. Of these seven, five of them are my picks. Two are from elsewhere. Um, Number one, the game I'm most involved in, Miami, Alabama, under 62. We talked about it last week with uh, Preston Johnson. I'll be stunned if Miami gets 14 points. And if they do, this is probably toast. Under 62, Alabama's going to score. It's just a matter of uh, how much. Uh, This feels like 42-7, something in thereabouts. I just want to point out to you guys, North Carolina had 778 yards of offense in one game last year against Miami. One game. 778 yards. Like, that was with two defensive ends who got drafted in the NFL. Okay? Alabama, I know they're replacing everybody. I bet the under uh, fairly significantly. I took UCLA getting three and a half against LSU. I do not recommend it at three. Uh, I, you got to get that hook, guys. You know, three is the most key number in, in football betting. So I got UCLA plus three and a half. Uh, I took the over on BYU Arizona over 52 and a half. Um, I like Texas favored by eight. Now, this one's interesting. Um, the number has come down. Uh, in addition to that, it started to trickle up last night. I saw an eight and a half. Uh, listen, this might hit nine, could hit 10. Everybody's all geeked. Um, uh, about Louisiana, you heard Brad Power say they're a public dog. Um, that's risky. Uh, I, in Sark, I trust. Can I say that? Uh, so I'll go Texas minus eight. I took Cal favor by three. Um, I happen to have a weird friend who's very into Cal football. Um, and another guy who briefly played football at Cal who's also very plugged in there. Um, and they, they, they keep hyping Cal to me. I said, I'll take a flyer. Cal favor by three. And, and finally, South Alabama. Minus one and a half. Uh, if you will notice, there is no Clemson, Georgia there. Um, I definitely like because you're asking, obviously, uh, Georgia getting three and a half. But if it's two and a half, give me Clemson again. Three, the key number here. I think this is a, this is a field goal game, right? I mean, these are two very, very good teams, two of the probably five, six best teams in the country. Uh, it's going to be a close one. I don't see a blowout either way. If it is, I'll be stunned. If it's like you know thirty four ten, I would be shocked. Uh, I, I frankly, I don't think Clemson is at the level it was late to Sean Watson, early Trevor Lawrence. It's just not there this year. Um, we'll see if Georgia can pull off the upset. Um, I do, I do think they're they're in the mix here. Um, I would uh, recommend throwing a little if you want on the UCLA money line against LSU. It's not the biggest risk in the world, but it could be fun. Um, plus like I'm out here in LA, so I will be rooting a little UCLA. Um, and I guess the the final one is, and I didn't actually bet this yet, but if you saw Ohio state in the first half, you were like, Hmm, they don't look great. And they have Oregon next week. So if you look at Oregon this Saturday, do you say, Hmm, are they thinking about Ohio state? They watched Ohio state Thursday night, like everybody else. Do they come out not as locked in, and is there maybe a chance on taking the underdog and fading Oregon first quarter, first half? If that's an appetite for you, there there might be something there. I would say take a gander at that. The other big game is Notre Dame Florida State. I really want to take Notre Dame, but I'm going to wait. I think we'll see some public money on Florida State come in because Notre Dame, you know, they lost a quarterback, lost four offensive linemen. I think the public thinks FSU's back finally. FSU, I don't, I don't like them at all yet uh, this year. Um, so I, I would lean Notre Dame there. But just for the purposes uh, of tracking picks, uh, we'll go with the initial seven that I gave up. South Alabama, Cal, Texas, UCLA, Alabama, Miami, under. Alabama, Miami, under. BYU, Arizona, over. Low seven. Um, all right, guys. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back for you Monday with a special guest. Um, you're going to love it. So have a great weekend.